This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, Metro FM family. Happy Wednesday night. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries. Excited to be back with you again. Last time we talked, we were celebrating the Easter Resurrection Day. And now we're back into the book of Revelation. Now remember, as we read the book of Revelation, there are so many amazing details that are worthy to be searched out. I encourage you to search these things out and study the book of Revelation every time you come to it in your annual read on the Bible, or take a side study and go ahead and dissect it little by little, reading your cross-references and considering those things well that are described by John here on the island of Patmos. You will be greatly rewarded because God is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. So we're skimming through this, we're hitting some key principles and application, but I encourage you to take the notes. If you're in the WhatsApp group, take the notes, read the cross references, look in your Bible, see if there are any key words in here and see the connectivity of the imagery here with the character of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, let's get into it. The last time we were reading through this, I want to continue on and overlap a little bit because I believe last time we stopped at verse 14 and it seemed a little bit different to stop there, but we weren't going to go in depth to all the details of what is describing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ at this particular point. But we're going to describe him right now. We'll say verse 13. And we'll go all the way to 20 and then we'll talk a little bit okay we're in chapter 1 starting at verse let's see 13 and in the midst oh in the midst hallelujah wow there's so much here there's so much here hallelujah let's go verse 13 and in the midst of the seven candlesticks one like unto the son of man clothed with a garment down to the foot and girth about with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool and as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Write these things which thou seen, which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Now, one of the reasons we don't go 
deeply into this because Revelation is a wonderfully deep book. And each one of these descriptive words and these expressions about our Lord and His appearance are worth looking into. For the time we have here, the objective is to give you some takeaways and some life application, some things that you can see that would allow you to change the way you're living today, thinking, speaking, and acting. Amen? But look into it, and again, if you're in the WhatsApp group, you see the amplified version, and all the cross-references are there, so you can just look them up and receive much, much more in this book that we're going through. I would like to say, as you're going through the Bible, studying it, you are growing through it. You are exposing yourself to the truth and considering these things well. But looking at this one section here, let's look at verses 17 and 18. And in the Amplified, it says, When I saw him, I fell at his feet as if dead, but he laid his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Go ahead and reference Isaiah 44, 6. And the ever-living one, I am living in the eternity of the eternities. That's what that means, the ever-living one. I died, but see, I am alive forevermore, and I possess the keys of death and Hades, which is the realm of the dead. Now let's focus on that because he holds the keys. When he holds the keys, it means he has the power and authority. He has the power and authority completely. This is in victory. Remember we talked about the wonderful Easter message last week. We talked about that on Sunday, about the letting Christ rise up in your life, that he is risen. He is the Savior because he died for your sins, but he is Lord as you let him and allow him to reign on your heart and make all your decisions based on his power and authority. Now our sins have convicted and sentenced us, but Jesus holds the keys of death and Hades. Hallelujah. If that doesn't excite you, you may be on the wrong station right now. <laughs> This is where we come to be encouraged as believers, where we come to understand this reality. Because listen, my family, there are times in every Christian's life, even as you've experienced God, even as you have a testimony to share, where you feel somewhat defeated. Sometimes you feel completely defeated. But this is the reality. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what you feel the facts are. Our sins, even though they convict and sentence us, have been forgiven. They're under the blood of Jesus Christ. You confess those and you repent from those actions and receive the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. He alone can free us from eternal bondage to sin. He alone has the power and authority to set us free from sin's control. You don't have to fear death and Hades if you're a believer in Jesus Christ because Christ holds the keys to both. Amen. I know it's a little preachy today, but I'm just feeling the Spirit of God wants to confirm this and affirm it with you and ensure you of it. All we have to do is turn from our sin and turn to Him in faith. When we attempt to control our lives and disregard God, we set a course that leads directly to hell. But when we place our lives in Christ's hands, He restores us now 
and resurrects us later to an eternal, peaceful relationship with Him. Amen? This is the reality of the character of God. This is the reality. If you recall with me, the Hebrews, when they were in Egypt, were enslaved and under the authority of the oppressor. Remember the story in Exodus? They were delivered by some powerful acts. They were actually set free from the power of their oppressor. But there's a difference between being set free and being delivered. Let me explain that. In the book of Exodus, when Moses is sent to confront the head of all Egypt, he came to Pharaoh with evidences of his position as the authority representing God. Now, when you study that out, you'll see that each one of the plagues that the Lord released upon them was challenging one of the Egyptian gods. And that's a wonderful study. And we can think about the power of Christ over the things we used to worship or the things we feel are holding us down. He is King of King and Lords and Lords. He is the one with all authority. Remember, all authority was given to him in heaven and on earth and even below earth. Amen. But we have to be reminded and encouraged in this, just as when Moses came and helped to set them free from the captor, as they went, they had to be delivered. Oh, would you listen to me? Listen to this message. They were set free from their oppressor, but they had to be delivered. Oh, yes. I know some of you are thinking about this right now. Do you recall as Moses literally took them out from underneath the oppressor and they marched towards the Red Sea? And then the enemy came in behind them. And Moses was about to pray and God says, why are you praying? Just send forth, send forth your, your staff. And as he did, the, the waters opened and they went through the waters and the Egyptian army followed them, but the waters closed on the Egyptian army. Salvation was granted to the Hebrews. They were saved from him, from his authority, from his position in their lives. But as they went in the wilderness, they needed to be delivered, delivered from their mentality of being in the grasps of the enemy, delivered from their post-traumatic stress syndrome. You hear them whining and complaining about the leeks and the onions, the things they wanted, and then they complain, are we to die out here? We could have died in Egypt. Now think about this and your sinful past and my sinful past. There are times that we desire the things from that era or that period in our life and we don't stop to think that those things that we think we want or miss are connected to and a part of the sinful way we were living. In essence, we're saying the same thing as the Hebrews did. We're complaining that we're not back under bondage so we can have the foods we want, 
the times we think we had. We've classified them as good times just because the struggle has gotten a little difficult. But remember this, my family. Jesus Christ holds the keys. All authority is given to him. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. It is he who has set you free and it is he who will deliver you from those things that plague you today. If you stop and think about the things you desire, the things you're still choosing to do, the activities you're still engaged in or long to engage in again, those things in the hidden chambers of your heart. Now you may have many things dialed in. You may be practicing righteousness in many areas, but God wants to be the ruling authority over your life. He wants to not just be Savior, but Lord. And here we see this description, the fact that he has the power and authority. All we have to do is turn to him, turn to him in faith, confidence in who he is, and give him control of our lives. We don't want to disregard God. We don't want to set ourselves on a course that leads us to separation from God. We all want to seek evidences of our salvation. We all want to experience the power of God delivering us from these things. And I know you think, how can I be a Christian and still think these things? How can I be a Christian and say I love God and still do these things or say these things? How? Well, family, it's about being delivered by Him. All power and authority is given to Him. And so when we talk about this, yes, we're talking about the book of Revelation, but this is a reminder and a, and a completion to these very real Christian principles that Jesus is Lord. But is he Lord of your life? Does he have access with those keys? Can he get in every chamber in your heart? Have you opened yourself up to him? Now look, some sins we do confess to each other and we ask for help and guidance. We ask for accountability. We, we give transparency, which keeps us very humble, right? But some things are between you and God. And in your prayer closet, you cry out to God and you confess these things to him and you own them and then you surrender them to him and realize that it's under the blood of Jesus. Now you're no longer enslaved to it. You have been set free and let him deliver you because the enemy will pursue you. Where the enemy still had some hooks in you, the enemy will pursue you. You feel set free when you're with the friends in church and your other believers. But when you're alone, you can see the enemy coming behind you. You can see the enemy closing in. Well, I will tell you this. You are not alone. God is with you. Greater is he that's with you than he that's in the world. Look at 1 John 4.4. Remember that? 1 John 4.4. 4. Oh, you have to remember that. We just studied that. <laughs> Let's look at it together. 1 John 4, 4, okay? Are you there yet? 
It says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He is mightier. You've already defeated and overcome them, the agents that are against Christ, because he who lives in you is greater and mightier than he that's in the world, than he that's in charge of the world. Hallelujah. Well, if this has made great sense to you, then celebrate it. Read the notes, join the WhatsApp group. You know, I'm going to give you that address here in a minute, that phone number. So get ready to write that down. You know, lock into here twice a week. We're continuing through the book of Revelation. We're on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. Lock into here on Metro FM. If you can pick up the radio station, 94.5. If not, continue to join us through Radio Box. But go ahead and join the WhatsApp group. The number for that group is 260-97-583-6324. That's 260-97-583-6324. We are DHL Ministries. We want you to see there are decisions to be made and help you to keep making those decisions until they become habits and Christ's lifestyle shows through your life to other people. That's the goal. And so if this is meant anything to you, then share it. It's going to come out on the podcast. Soon as it's broadcast, we will post it on the WhatsApp group. When you join the WhatsApp group, you'll, we'll send you the notes, simply the scripture verses with the cross references available and maybe some bullet points that I talked about. But if you're listening to this, and it'd be nice to hear the rest of the family listening to this, because I know they would join me in this, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, or you're wondering about that, do the ABCs with us. A, admit you're a sinner. It just means you've missed the mark. You know you're not living the way God wants you to. Just admit it. Say it out loud. Lord, I admit it. B, believe. Not just in your mind, because we've all heard the stories and, and believe intellectually with being a Christian, but do it with a dependency upon the reality that Christ died for your sins. And see, confess. Share this with someone else so they can encourage you and hold you accountable and bring you into discipleship because you've been converted. If you believe this in your heart, you've been converted. Hallelujah. The angels are rejoicing. But you need to get plugged in. You need to be around people however we can these days, online or just in small groups, so they can encourage you and feed you and help you to grow in the Word of God. If you want to hear more, then of course, when you join the WhatsApp group, you'll be connected to the podcast that's on Anchor. You can look up DHL Ministries on Anchor or Spotify or iTunes or Google Podcasts, and you can hear these without downloading them. So you'll save on data. Now, we're continuing through the book of Revelation, and we'll be here on Sunday morning, continuing in the next section. But join the WhatsApp group. Commit today. Commit today to learning and allowing God with those keys to enter the chambers of your heart. He wants all of them, and He cares enough to go slowly with it, if you just open a little bit to him, he'll go in and he'll clean up. He'll assure you of your salvation and he'll help you to see how compassionate and understanding he is. Jesus loves you. It's real. And I'm grateful you're here by choice or cruising through the stations or maybe just like the music that was on. But join us here consistently and you'll see your perspective will change. 
They'll open your eyes and your ears and create a heart that's willing to obey. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries, and I'll see you in a few days. Take care and God bless you all. Thank you.